text or understanding, even as we even as we advance in the place of prayer, I just want us to pray. And we're saying, Holy Spirit, we open up ourselves to you. We want to say, oh, oh, Holy Spirit, this morning, we open up our minds to you. We open up our hearts to you. We open up the very channels of our spirit to you. We're saying, Holy Spirit, come and saturate yourself, even in us, in the name of Jesus. We say, we want no blocks, no blocks, no blocks, no blocks. We are praying for your unhindered flow this morning. It is you that is going to carry us in the place of prayer. It is you that is going to direct us in the place of prayer we completely release ourselves to you this morning even in the place of prayer can we just begin to pray now in jesus mighty name thank you holy spirit Thank 
I just want I just want you now every everyone on the call just just go through the names of the call pick pick the name of somebody as the Holy Spirit leads you and I want you to pray for this person as the Holy Spirit gives you utterance I want you to just pray for this person that as they as they as they engage God this morning that's which God has for them will be released to them they will be able to receive and walk in whatever it is that God has for them in the mighty name of Jesus pray for them like you want someone to pray for yourself this is what the body of Christ is about we need each and every one so I want us to just as the spirit of God leads you just pick a name and just pray for this that, that, that person pray for that person as the Holy Spirit gives you utterance can we do that for the next two or three minutes in the before name of we Jesus, do that, Father, we before we do that before we do that sorry um Yasmin um Yes. Before we do that, I would like to ask that everyone unmute their mics as we pray for one another, please. It's the right thing to do. If you know you can't pray, don't be on the call. When we come here one hour, we're here for serious business. Some people leave, the time differences, it's not convenient for everybody. So when we come here, let's approach it seriously. If you're coming to pray, come to pray. If you're not going to pray, then go to sleep, please, with all due respect. So some people will be picking names randomly, and then you don't want to know that another person is not praying. It's just one hour, actually, just 45 minutes. We can do it. So please, I'm not going to request for everybody to unmute their mics. Let us unmute our mics and let us pray for each other. Let Amen. us pray for each other. Let's lift Amen. up our voice and pray for each yes. other. Yes. Amen. Can we do that? All right, let's do that. Yes. So pick someone. Yes. 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 Pray like you are praying for yourself. Yes. Father, I lift up your daughter before you. I lift up your son before you. I lift up Wazi before you. I lift up Jude before you. I lift up before you. Call them by their names. I'm sitting. Pray in the truth. Step of your heart. Pray. 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 Pray.
Jesus 
And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? And Jesus said to him, because of your unbelief, for assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. So what, is, what, is, what, what are the things that we can glean quickly from this, from this chapter? Thank you, Holy Spirit. This, this is a situation where Jesus had come back from the mountain. That's when the transfiguration happened and Moses and Elijah had happened to him and you know, um, had appeared to him. And it was a great, glorious experience, all of that. And then now he comes down and then this man comes to meet him. And this man is like in clear distress because, you know, his son has this condition of epilepsy. And he had gone to the disciples. These were people who were following Jesus. These were people who were supposed to be mini Jesuses, in quotes. You know, these were people who had access to Jesus long after the crowds had left. So the, the man was just thinking, ah, well, if you are, you know, you are with him all the time, I, I expect some of the, his abilities, his power, whatever it is, his grace is to rub off on me. Unfortunately, that was not the case because they brought, they brought the, 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 the boy to them and they were unable to cast it out. And so now privately, they're asking Jesus, like, what went wrong? Jesus, we thought, you know, we've seen you do it. We've, we, you know, we probably said the same things we've seen you say and all of that. However, you know, with ours, there was no, there was no power to back it up. There was no change. There was, there was no desired outcome. The desired outcome, we, you know, we we're not able to realize the desired outcome. And then Jesus told them, you know, that there was an issue of faith. And then he goes on to say that, however, this kind come out by fasting and prayer. And I wanted us to just kind of, I just wanted us to um, highlight the fasting bits. You see, because what Jesus in fact was saying to them was, it was not just the activity as the fasting and praying as we know it, that was the issue. But it was what happens to people when they undergo fasting and prayer. What happens to people? What happens to you in your spirit when you are able to you know, go through fasting and prayer? And then I realized that, I realized that at the end of the day, a lot of things that have to do with repentance is closely linked to fasting. So we're going to, we're going to look at certain scriptures that, that show or demonstrates this. Because when we are talking about repentance, and I'm sure like, you know, in the course of the week, we've done a lot of things on that. When we're talking about repentance, repentance speaks of a change in direction. And a lot of times, our repentance is almost not complete because we don't actually end up bearing the fruits of repentance. And the reason why this is the case is because we've, we've often neglected the importance and key principle of fasting. You don't, you don't see a lot of preaching about fasting in the pulpits today. However, when you look at Matthew chapter six, you see that Jesus talks about fasting as something that is key for the believer. He talks about Given, he says, when you give, when you fast, when you pray. The fact that he says when and not if shows that it is something that we are expected to do. It is something that is supposed to be part of our Christian experience. It's supposed to be part of the, of the Christian culture. So a lot of times, in terms of repenting and changing direction, we'll see that it's partial, it's incomplete, because we often neglect the all-important principle of fasting. So I quickly want us to go to um, Acts chapter 9. 
we're going to look at what repentance looked like and how fasting also played a role in that. Okay. So Acts chapter nine. Now this is the popular scripture of, you know, the Damascus road, Saul converted. The Bible says, then Saul still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goats. So he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, arise and go into the city and you'll be told what you must do. And the man who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice but seeing no one. Then Saul arose from the ground and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight and neither ate nor drank. Look at Paul. Now, Paul was somebody who, who thought he was in the will of God. This was someone who was sincerely thinking he was in the will of God. And because of that, he gave himself to terrorizing Christians. But the Bible says that after Jesus had the encounter with him on the road to Damascus, after having become blind, he went three days without sight and neither ate or drank. This was a man who, that had wreaked such havoc in the Christian community. His name brought fear and intimidation onto every scene in the early church. I just want you to like imagine something like um, back in the day when, you know, after the um, terrorist attacks on the World Trade Center and all of that, Imagine how everybody was talking about Bin Laden. So just imagine like a Bin Laden now having encountered the true God and wanting to change direction. How was that going to happen? So the first thing was that he had encountered the Lord. He was changing direction. We've established that. He went into fasting for three days. So you see that for repentance to be effective, again, when I, I'll be using it interchangeably, repentance or changing direction. For repentance or changing direction to be effective, it is simply not a matter of will. It is first being able to truly perceive that you have wronged God. This is not something that is achieved in the flesh. We cannot lean on our own faulty vision in the physical. In fact, God had to actually take, take his vision away. Take what he thought, what he was using to see all these years. God took it and that was where he saw even more clearly. After he had, his sight had been taken and after he was now willfully denying his flesh and opening his spirit up you see because what happens is that in the place of fasting our spirit makes contact with the spirit of god our mind now makes contact with the mind of the father our heart makes contact with the heart of the father you know so paul what was happening to paul and what was happening to his mind during these three days of fasting the first thing was his mind was being renewed obviously Specifically in the area of theology, his theology was being corrected. It was being edited. So for so many years, he had all these misconceptions. He had stereotypes, you know, and they, they were being, the wrong misconceptions were being thrashed. They were being taken away. And God was now replacing them. 
Ironically, this guy who didn't want to have anything to do with anyone out of the Jewish lineage now becomes the biggest champion of the Gentile cause. His mind was being renewed in the place of fasting. What else was happening to Paul? His conviction was being strengthened. God was sealing him up in his truth. He was sealing the truth in his heart. Then another thing that happened to Paul at that, in, uh, at that moment was that he received clarity in his mind. Remember that he had been confused before. He even asked, we can, we can hear from the question, he said, who are you, Lord? He was confused. So fasting will now bring him into a place of clarity. So a lot of times we are plagued with confu confusion. Our mind becomes confused. We're not sure ah, what to do. We don't even know what to do. We don't know how to do it. We don't know when to do it. We don't know whom we're supposed to do with it with. But what happens is that fasting now puts you in a position where you receive direction and taking steps, where God takes away the confusion of your mind and brings clarity. Look at Esther. Esther was there and, you know, this, this whole thing, this girl was an orphan girl. This girl was like, like, I, I did, really didn't subscribe for this. All I knew was I was supposed to be a beauty queen and I was prepped for that. I didn't know that I, I was not going to be involved in politics or become a deliverer in the midst of all of that. She was so overwhelmed. But Mordecai wasn't having it because he knew there was, there was more to this, 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 um, this woman. And he sent her a message. And in the beginning, she's like, look, look, these are the facts that are, are, are surrounding the issue. If I go and the king hasn't called me, I'm going to be killed. And what to do, how to do, when to do. But Esther declared a fast for three days with her girls. And this woman comes back after those three days and something had happened to her mind. Something happened because what happens is that fasting now makes you just come up higher in understanding with God. You, you get onto the plane of God. Remember that all the things that we received by God, they were received in the spirit. God, the things that God has given to us in terms of who we have been made to be and the access he's given us to him, all of these things, these are things that are accessed by the spirit. These are not things that it is just by will and, oh, I've made up my mind and it's just going to happen like that. No. So in order for you to do that, there must be a death must happen somewhere. And the death will have to do with the, the killing of the flesh and getting to a place where your spirit is now free to be able to, 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 to engage God on a certain level, to be able to hear God on a certain level, to be able to see God on a certain level. Remember, that, that the fall of man is all started with appetites gone awry, appetites that were unbridled, appetites that were not put under control. And in that place, when they ate, that was when the, their, their sight rather dropped. That was where incertitude filled them. That was where confusion came. That was where questions now came about who they, they no longer knew who they were. That was when their relationship with God was tainted. So do you see how the reverse is true? When we now, because you see, with Adam and Eve, they put their appetites before God. But what happens to a man who puts God before his appetite? The reverse now becomes true. So instead of vision now dropping, you rather gain vision. Instead of your relationship with God now being severed or being um, 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 negatively affected or impacted, you now grow even closer with him. Instead of fear and incertitude and not sure who you are and what you know, you know what you're about anymore, you now get a certain kind of boldness, courage that was no longer that you know that was not there before. In the place of fasting, 
So fasting humbles you before God. It is a spiritual activity that humbles you before God. It is a posture of a deliberate shrinking of the flesh to amplify the spirit. True fasting is actually saying to God, I come up to hear you. I have made accessing the spirit and thereby, um, um, I've made accessing the spirit and accessing you a priority. I have no confidence in my flesh. I have no confidence in my way. I have no confidence in my understanding. And it's, 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 it's a humbling activity. And we know what happens, you know, there's something about humility that tickles God. There's something about humility that gets God to respond and react in a favorable way. He gives grace to the humble. So when you are in a place where your mind is constantly being plagued or your mind is um, 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 constantly being, um, being attacked, it, 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 is, it, goes to, it, well, it goes without saying that obviously all these things I'm saying, it's coupled with the word of God and coupled with prayer. But I'm saying that this spiritual activity is critical in becoming really effective in changing direction. You don't want to be a shooting star. You don't want to just start and, oh, I'm starting on a high note. And then you just, uh -uh. there's something about fasting that keeps you consistent. There's something about fasting that keeps you on the, on the straight and narrow, that keeps you focused. There's something about fasting that makes you sober and, and vigilant, like the, any, um, the, the Bible advises us to be. It says, be sober and vigilant because your adversary, the devil, Satan, your adversary, he's roaming around like a lion seeking whom he may devour. So he said, you have to be sober and vigilant. And that sobriety and vigilance comes in the place and in that spiritual activity of vigilance. Look at Jesus. 40 days after his, um, 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 after his fasting, when he was preparing for ministry, the heavens had opened over him and everything, but he didn't just, you know, go and then just start ministering like that. No, he went into the place of fasting. And we see that Satan with no whatever of, he, whether son of man or whatever, Satan did not, it did not stop Satan of, from trying to approach him and trying to get into his head. That's actually what he was trying to do at the end of the day. But it was in spite of the fact that the Bible spoke about him being hungry. There had been a certain power that he had, he had um, generated in the place of fasting, coupled with the word of God. You see, because again, it is in that place of fasting that brings, it makes you sharp and alert in the spirit. It gives you that thing of remembrance. Scriptures will come easily. He was able to like uh, um, 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 return fire for fire, but with the word. Because he had been involved in this spiritual activity. Fasting is important. Fasting is critical. If we are going to be truly effective in changing direction, fasting is important. Nehemiah knew that he was, he was repenting even on behalf of, on behalf of um, um, the Jews, like I was saying earlier on. Look, before he approached the king, this guy, it, it took between the time he heard the news and the time he actually approached the, 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 the king, we learned that it's about four months this guy was in fasting and prayer. He wasn't taking any chances. He knew that, no, Nehemiah, if you don't go into that place of fasting and prayer, you will be operating on ground zero. You'll be operating on flesh level and, and, and definitely your failure will be imminent. Because listen, it was not the first time that they were going to attempt to rebuild the wall. They had actually attempted and failed before. What did the other people do or didn't do? But Nehemiah wasn't taking any chances. He knew that his mind had to be one with the mind of God. He knew that he had to access God and contact him in the place of, in the, place of the spirit. Those who would worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. 
Fasting opens your spirit up. Fasting is a is great exercise for your mind. If right now you're talking, you're talking about your mind and God wants to work with your mind and we want to even liken it to working out in the gym, where would you place your mind? Would you be able to say that you are, your, your mind is able to go and then attempt heavy lifting and things because you have exercised your mind in the word. You have exercised your mind in the place of prayer. You have exercised your mind in the place of fasting. Or your, your mind will really, really be about the very tiny, cute dumbbells that are more for the aesthetics than actually making any real impact. Where would you place it? What is the shape of your mind? How, how in shape, I, is your mind in shape? You see, because it's, 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 um, it's sad. When, when the Bible talks about things like, the Bible says things like, that we are seated in heavenly places. We've been given a seat. We are seated in heavenly places. We are united in Christ. And yet we are here and it's like, that's what, we, what, what, what the word is saying about us. And then what's our on the ground day to day looks like. like there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing that shows that that is true or real. It's sad. It's sad that we are able to convert that. But the spiritual disciplines of fasting and prayer, obviously coupled with the word of God, now brings that into reality, where we are now able to translate that into something concrete. That we are seated in heavenly places, and you know what that means when you go for a meeting, an important meeting. You go, you go to a boardroom, and there are you know, important decisions to make, and you know that you carry a certain level of influence. And because you are able to access the spirit easily with ease. You are able to gain insight in the mind of God and download it in the meeting. For us to be effective, we need to get back to these disciplines. I think that, it is, I think that this is such a, a timely theme about renew, renewed mind and repentance. You know, finding ourselves because we're on the cusp, obviously, of a new year. And... Today is the beginning of a new month. We are, we are closing well. How about we close well and start well? How about we make, this, we make this a part of us? How about we pray to God for the grace to fast, the grace to engage? Him? But if Jesus is fast, <laughs> that's my point. You see, when we see Jesus as a model and a pattern, Jesus was showing us how we ought to do it while we are here on earth. Jesus is our model and Jesus is our pattern. So if Jesus, before he was uh, to embark on anything, did not do it without fasting, praying, seeking the face of the Lord, deliberately, shrinking the flesh so we can amplify the spirit, who are we to do less? Is that why our victory in certain areas have been partial, have been incomplete? Because we have failed to go the nine yards by, by engaging in these spiritual disciplines. When you study the patterns of those who made real lasting change in the Bible, there were people who made it a culture to fast. But look at Daniel. God was so pleased with him. He, they said he humbled himself before the Lord. Obviously, again, the prayer, he, he wanted to understand that certain times, even, even in reading the word of God, you want to change, you want to change gears in the way you read the word of God. You want to, you want to gain more insight and understanding. It's going to come in the place of shrinking, deliberately shrinking your flesh and say, Father, let me come alive in the spirit. Let me, let me, let me. It's like 
I, I, I'm a dual citizen, but up until now, it's like my experiences lean more in one direction. I'm, I'm, more, I'm more in the earthly realm than in the heavenly realm. In order for you to gain real understanding, he wanted to understand the things that had been said, prophecies that had been released. He needed to understand it. He knew that, no, Daniel, this one is not going to be your normal. He was like, no, for 21 days, this is what I'm going to do because I've set my mind to understand this. I have to access the mind of God and I can only access the mind of God by the way of the spirit, by amplifying my spirit. And fasting is the most effective, fasting coupled with prayer is the most effective way to do that. So I don't know what your Christian experience has been up until this point. But God is calling us to come up. He's calling us to get our minds in shape and to do so with fasting. He's calling us for our repentance to be complete. Paul knew that, look, look, do you know the kind of things Paul must have been battling with? This guy was a serial killer. This guy was a terrorist. Can you imagine the past trying to catch up with this guy? He always had to be fighting against those thoughts that would surely come. For him to be effective in what God was calling him to do. For him to be able to say things like he was pressing on to lay hold of what Christ had already laid hold of for him. He had to be a man who made fasting part of him. And that's not the only place, um, you know, it's recorded that he fasted. When they were going to, was it sent, choose or send Barnabas? One of them, I can't remember anymore. But they also fasted. It was a culture. It was part of them. There was no way for him to be able to access the realm and mind of God the way he was able to, you know, just giving himself off to the flesh, just staying in a, a regular ground zero, regular earth realm. No, he was not going to be effective. He was not going to be effective. For some of us, the sins that we've been, they are besetting because we've not really taken this thing and said, no, Father Lord, I'm entering a secret place with you on this matter. For the next 21 days, Father Lord, something must change on this matter. Take, taking it apart, theme by theme, topic by topic, challenge by challenge. Daddy, we are dealing with this thing till we get a note of victory. We are dealing with it in the place and uh, 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 the place of fasting and prayer till we get a note of victory. For your repentance to be complete, for your repentance to be effective, for you to be truly able to bear the fruit of your repentance. John, what, what gave what gave John the Baptist there? What gave John the Baptist the um, the moral rights to call out people the way he was calling them out? To speak with a kind of boldness he spoke, spoke with no fear of man. To, to to call people to repent. He was a man who was already dead. He was a man who was already living a fasted lifestyle. He was a man who had already, it's like he, he, he himself was a picture of the message. That's why Jesus later on used him as a reference point. That's why he gave him the, the power and that moral right to be able to speak soundly to people on those matters because that was his very life. He had changed direction completely. He was somebody who was living a totally fasted lifestyle. No wonder he could make the kind of powerful utterances that he made. No wonder he could serve as the kind of example that he set. No wonder he could bring the kind of revival and repentance that he could bring about because that was his life. I strongly believe that God is calling us to go back to these Asians keys. To go back to these Asian keys and make it, a, let's not make it, it should, it, should not be, it should not be an event. It should not be something that we are, oh, like, oh, once every five months, then I fast, or, oh, I'm, you know, then it's like, oh, my, it's some big thing. No, 
In Ghana, for instance, that's, you know, our, um, I'm in Ephesus gathering, like one of the things that sometimes um, the uh, prophet Adam would encourage us, what day were you born? So in Ghana, we are named according to the days we were born. So for instance, I'm born on Thursday. So about, like, weekly, engage God on the day that you were born. You can pick it. I don't know if it's the same in Nigeria or whatnot, but you can pick a day. You can pick a day, a day that maybe holds significance for you or a day that, you know, you, you consecrate as your Shabbat day, your day that you just, you know, Father, it's just you and me on this day. You make fasting part of you. And you realize that when you are, when you are, um, praying about certain things or when you are asking God for change in certain things or whatever it is, it's no longer a thing of partial or half-hearted or half-done or whatever it is. But because of the power that is generated in the place of fasting and prayer, you will see that God gives you grace to go ahead because now it is your spirit. You, it is your spirit that is literally driving. It is your spirit that is literally in control. You are, you are doing this spirit first and not flesh first. Once flesh is in the mix, there will always be hiccups. There will always be, oh, a, a but, a comma, a, you know, this thing wasn't complete somehow, some way. So I want us to pray. And I, I, I really like, I really like what we got from um, Paul over here, because I feel like it's, um, it's two things, two questions that he asked even before he went into the place of um, prayer and fasting. And so even before you would embark, as the Holy Spirit would convict you are, before you embark on your prayer and fasting, I think it's a good and strategic time being December to really get in the closet with the Lord. But look at the questions to ask. He said, who are you, Lord? That's the first thing I want us to pray about. And say, who are you, Lord? We don't really know him. No, we don't really know him. We don't really know him. We've read certain things about him. But do we really believe it? Yesterday, I was having a conversation with um, Stephanie. And I said, Stephanie, I realized that, no, there are certain things that I can believe for other people, but I think it's hard for me to believe. I don't know if I have really believed God for me on certain matters. And she began to, we were, you know, encouraging ourselves and just challenging ourselves that, no, there are certain things that we must really like. It's not about knowing it in theory. For you, yourself, do you believe it? Do you, know, do you know him as who he has presented himself to be? Do you really know him? Do you really know him as your redeemer? Do you really know him as your comforter? Do you really know him as your friend? Do you really know him as your strong tower? Do you really know him as your deliverer? Do you really know him as the ancient of days? Do you know him? Paul realized that my God, I have been sincerely wrong. I have been zealous, but I lacked true revelation. I thought I had eyes, but I could not see. I realized I've been truly blind all this while. So I want us to say the first prayer topic, by saying, Father, who are you? And this is not a prayer we finish praying. Who are you, Lord? Cause me to come up and understand it. Cause me to come up in revelation of who you are. It doesn't matter where you are, where you, which level you have reached. John in Patmos, come up hither, he said. Come up. He said, you bear fruit. Well, good. I will prove you that you will bear even more. There's still more to know about him. There's still more. 
It talks about them in, in, the, in the throne room of heaven, constantly saying, holy, 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 holy. You think it's because they lack vocabulary that they are saying holy? No. Every time they saw him and they thought that, ah, we've seen it all. There's another shade of glory is revealed to them. Oh my God. I didn't even know this about you. Look at this other angle. Look at this other perspective of God. Look at this other shade of God. My God. Bottomless, eternal. Who are you, Lord? Humble yourself before the Lord. Father, maybe there are things I've been sincerely wrong about. There are things about you that I have believed that I've been sincerely wrong about. Show me. Daddy, this morning and thereafter. Show me who you are, Lord. Show me who you are. Can we just begin to pray this prayer? In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's unmute our mics and let's begin to pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, show me. Father, this morning, show us who you are, my God. Show us who you are. Ela 
Thank you, Jesus. The next question that he asked, hey, what will you have me do? What will you have me do? The whole exercise of fasting or goal of fasting has to do with shrinking the flesh so that we can amplify the things of the spirit and amplify our spirit up. So we are saying, Father, what would you have me do? For me, what would it look like, my God? They had to put Paul in a place. He was isolated. He was by himself. He went without food and drink. Ask the Lord, what will you have me do? God gave him specific um, instructions when he inquired of him. God will give you specific instructions when you inquire of him. Ask him, the Lord, what would you have me do? In the first month of the last, the first day of the last month, oh God, what would you have me do, oh God? What would it look like for me, my God? Speak to me, oh God. Speak to me in the way I would understand, my God. Help me, oh God. Help my response, oh God. Let my response be pleasing to you, my God. What will you have me do, Lord? Father, my steps, oh God, show me where to go. What would you have me do it with her? God might direct you. It might be solo. It might be with somebody else. Ask God for direction. We cannot expect to enter a new year with the same limited mindset, with the same defeated mindset, with the mind of God. With a mind that has not been renewed by Christ, with a mind that has not been renewed by the Spirit of God. In the name of Jesus, ask God to strengthen your convictions. Ask God to strengthen your convictions. God sealed Paul up in his truth. Can we pray that prayer and say, Father, seal me up in your truth. Seal me up in your truth. In the name of Jesus, Masuka Delebadosa, Erebasuka Talabadosa, the name of Jesus, Ale, Malo, Male, Masuka Tayashi, Elebasuka Talabadosa, Elebasuka Talabadosa, Kelebadosa, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Holy Spirit. Another thing that happened to Paul was that his theology was corrected. Say, Father, correct any wrong theology 
at work in my life. Any wrong theology, oh God, I have operated by Father, correct it in the name of Jesus. Spirit of truth, I invite you to bring me to truth in the name of Jesus. God, rectify your border in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I want us to pray specifically for the grace to fast and the grace to consecrate ourselves as the Lord will lead each and every one. The grace to fast. He said he's able to make all grace abound toward us. The grace to fast. Fasting is not, it's not fun when you start it. Fasting is like, look, <laughs> it will stretch you. It will try you. But the rewards cannot, the rewards cannot be compared. Ah. So we are praying and we are saying, Father, cause your grace to abound toward me in fasting. Amen. Cause your grace to abound toward me in consecration, O oh God. Amen. Cause me to lose appetite for everything that is, is killing my sight, O oh God. Amen. That is killing my confidence in you, O oh God. That is killing my focus, O oh God. And open me up, O oh God to the things of the spirit, oh God. Stand me up again. Stand me up again, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Can we just pray this as a last prayer? In the name of Jesus. Father, open us up. Open us up, oh God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for the grace to fast. Daddy, we thank you for the grace to fast. To God, we thank you for the grace to fast, the grace to consecrate ourselves as you give us direction, oh God, as you lead us, my God. Let that oh go, that whatever present suffering in court we go through as a result of it cannot be compared, oh God, to the rewards of God that we will reap in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, oh God. Thank you. Father, Lord, Daddy, Lord, by virtue of the fact, oh God, that you are stirred us up even into these things, my God. We thank you that our spirit bursts forth and it comes alive in a powerful way, oh God. We thank you that, Father, we have access into your private quarters, oh God. We thank you that our sight and our mind becomes aligned with you, oh God. We thank you, oh God, that we see from the same plane as you, oh God. Thank you that you, you make us constantly conscious of the seats we have already been given, even in heavenly places, in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you that we are all coming up together, Lord, in the place of power, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Holy 
Holy Spirit. Uh, that Daddy Lord, we will not run out of hope, oh God. Thank yeah. you, oh Lord Jesus, that your hope surrounds each and every one of us in the name of Jesus, oh God. Yeah. Thank you that we are steeped into Christ, oh God. We are steeped into Christ, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you that we don't leave our budgets as ambassadors at home, my God, but we are constantly wearing it everywhere that we go in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that victory is ours. Victory will not be partial, but it will be total, oh God. We will not be challenged and afraid, my God, but Daddy Lord, we know you are with us, so we will go all the way when you ask us to go all the way. When you ask us to strike the ground, we will not do it two or three times. We will do it six times, oh God, and we will have total victory on every side in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that great things have said of us, living God. Today and always, in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus, have we prayed. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Yasmin. Wow, that was so powerful. That was so powerful. Thank you so much. Fasting and repentance. Fasting and repentance. And I have a personal testimony from that. You know, some weeks ago, I actually just took out time and, you know, I, I know, I saw, I actually saw heaven, you know, and it's not, and I, at the time it started, I didn't even have an agenda. And, you know, interestingly, and that's what makes me, I think I can stop recording now. Let me go off camera. For those that can stay back, I know well, we've gone past our time. So if you can't stay any longer, that's fine. But maybe a few couple of minutes. And I also want us to 